he'll be with us. First John chapter 2. Okay, we've been talking about, um, well, we started to talk about uh, Bible sense and common sense, right? On singleness, marriage, divorce, remarriage. We are taking time to teach on this because we've got to understand biblical perspectives. What is God's thought concerning these matters? Wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of your times and the strength of your salvation. If you feel you're young, you're not too young to learn about these. The first book I read on marriage was, I read it at the age of 14. Paul Ginodo's book. And um, I started to, uh, I've been privileged to counsel married, married people since I was a teenager. Okay? So, and like I said last week, the two greatest teachers in the Bible on marriage were singles so it takes revelation knowledge to live out a successful relationship praise God hallelujah last week I shared with us that um, um marriage since after the fall has largely been dictated by culture traditions of men okay so that's the reason why you see deep marriage play out in various ways different cultures Praise God. While in one culture, they will frown at someone thinking about a second wife. Meanwhile, in another culture, the first three wives will celebrate and welcome the fourth wife. You know, praise God. They will be very glad. Oh, you are welcome. Amen. So, and God has allowed this because God can't force anybody. Glory to God. However, we concluded by saying as far as God's people are concerned, the law of love should govern is what governs the marriage institution amen now it doesn't mean that other marriages outside of the christian fold cannot be happy marriages no there are people in other religions that have good marriages praise God where they follow the certain laws within their context they're happy with it amen thank God the Bible says Jesus said to those guys he said you guys you do you do uh, not knowing the scriptures neither the power of God because in heaven they neither Marry or are giving him or you're giving marriage or something like that, you know. So, marriage is of the earth, but I'm really wondering when we get to heaven, will God change that one? Well, I don't have to bother myself about that one. The one that is here, let's see how best to make use of it. So, if love the, is the is the uh, 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 um, um is the law the law of love 
is the law that should govern marriage within the Christian family. Now, when I say Christian family, I'm not just talking about a nuclear family. I'm talking about the body of Christ in general. And it means that every uh, of our practices should be, uh, 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 should be uh, uh, looked at, okay, should be carried out in the lenses of love. However, there are certain questions and agreeers seemingly that if we do not handle them, they can hinder us from enjoying a successful marriage. A successful marriage relationship hinder us from enjoying our singleness, hinder us from from being whole even if we are divorced hinder us from enjoying the best of God and enjoying the best of relationships if we happen to be in the place where we have we are remarried or we are considering remarriage things like that God in all God wants all his children happy Amen. Praise the Lord. So, we are going to walk through the scriptures this morning. Uh, 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 I really wanted, we'll take quite some time here this morning, but just follow me. So, if the new commandment is love, let's see 1 John chapter 2. Let's see 1 John chapter 2. We are going to I hope you don't mind if I shake some tables here this morning. Right? Okay. Well, I should break the tables. <laughs> Hallelujah. But let's just see. Let's just see God's word. Amen. Okay. Uh, in First John chapter 1, chapter 2, it says, I'm going to be using the New Living Translation quite often in this uh, teachings. So, let's uh, listen. It says, Dear friends, I am not writing a new commandment for you. I am not writing a new commandment for you. Rather, it's an old one you have heard from the very beginning. This old commandment to love one another is the same message you heard before. Now, in First John, in chapter one, verse one, he said, "We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, and have said to us times uh, without number that when the scriptures in the, in the New Testament you hear the beginning, like Jesus said in Matthew nineteen, in the beginning it was not so." When you hear beginning, you've got to understand what is he talking about. He usually refers to either the, the whole of the book of Genesis or within the context uh, refers to things, uh, 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 things that happened or how things were before the fall of man. Amen. So, uh, and in this case, is referring to how things were before the fall of man. So, when God made man, even though the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 to 3 does not tell us that, okay, the New Testament unveils it to us. So, it means that the law that governed the relationship between Adam and Eve and which God wanted, desired for him to pass across to all his descendants, okay, and by extension, the whole of humanity was the law of love. Amen. Love was to govern the relationship between Adam and Eve. He said, so he said it's an old commandment. That's why he calls it an old commandment. He said it's the one that has been from the beginning. Okay? Then the next verse, he says, yet it is also new. Why is it new? It is new now because other laws have come in. 
that, that seem to, to push down, to have pushed that one aside. So, manna in its falling state now, the love, now love, now looks like this is a new thing. It's new, he said, uh, yet it is also new. Jesus lived the truth of this commandment and you also are living it for the darkness is disappearing and the true light is already shining. So what's the true light? The true light is the lover of God. Hallelujah. Is divine love. It says we already live in it, which means that it's already a part of us. Are you a believer? Are you a Christian? The day you got born again, the love of God was spread and shared abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost that you received in salvation. Praise God. So it means every Christian, every believer, whether you feel like it or not, you have the capacity to walk in divine love. And this is the new commandment or the law that should govern the Christian life and extend into family life, marriage relationships. Praise God. Praise God. So this was what God had told, I mean, had commanded Adam and Eve to live by. I mean, before, 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 uh, before man fell, there was no law that says, oh, the, you should not commit adultery, you should not steal, you should not cheat against your wife uh, or cheat against your husband, uh, you, should not, uh, 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 you should not lie to your wife or lie to your husband, you should uh, take care of, Adam knew that he needed to take care of his wife, hallelujah, glory to God. And God didn't tell him, you know, Adam, you know, you are the head of this union, Eve. You are to submit to him. He didn't give them any of such. Hallelujah. The commandment was the commandment of love. So, which means if it is well understood, glory to God. If it is well understood, headship and submission and all those other issues will not be a difficult matter. Glory to God. Amen. Now, Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, verse 13 to 15. Galatians chapter 5, yes, chapter 5, verse 13. He says, For you have been called to live in freedom. My brothers and sisters. What does he call us? Brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters. Brothers, I mean, sis, I, I, I'm placing emphasis on it for a reason. We are first brothers and sisters. Okay? But don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to do what? To serve one another in love. Did you see that again? So, 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 in bringing it to the context of, 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 of marital relationships, we are first brothers and sisters. You've got to recognize I am getting married to my brother in the Lord. I'm getting married to my sister in the Lord. This person is first your sister. She's first, he's first your brother. So in, 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 in our brother-sister relationship, glory to God, even though we are free, we use our freedom to serve we use our freedom to serve within the marital union, outside of the marital union. So love displayed, the love of God displayed is service. Amen. 
So he does not cease or his brotherhood to you, right? His brotherhood relationship to you as a wife does not diminish because he's your husband. Her, her sisterly uh, 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 position to you in the Lord does not diminish because she's a wife. And therefore, we hold ourselves that responsibility to serve one another. Love defined or described in Galatians chapter 5 here, right, is described as serving one another. So, marital union, therefore, being governed by the law or the commandment of God in which is the commandment of love, it should be to serve one another. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 26, chapter 3. It says... For you are all children of God. Oh, I didn't finish reading the other one, right? He said, don't use your freedom. to. So instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you are always biting and devouring one another, you know, these are the things that happen in human relationships, marital relationships, right? He said, watch out, beware, beware of destroying one another. Which means when we don't serve one another, we'll end up destroying one another. So where you find challenges in marital union, right, that leads to destruction, it's because, you know, one or, one or both of them, right, is missing it in water in the service of one another. Glory to God. Chapter 3, quickly, verse 26. He says, for you all are children of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Look at that person in the face. If he's a brother, say, you're my brother. Uh, if he's a sister, say, you're my sister. Yeah. He said, so, so all of you, right? All of you. All of you. All of you. All of you. And all who have been united and all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. There is no longer, oh, brother Gadash the Pahaya, verse 28. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female. So, in in, in Christ Jesus, uh, he said, we are one. There is, no, there, so there is no longer male nor female. Remember, Genesis chapter 1 in verse 27. Quickly, give me verse 27. Verse 27, Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. It's, it, it talked about God creating them. And God created man, okay? He, uh, 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 in his own image, he said, male and female created he them so he created mankind and created mankind male and female he calls them man and within that context he does not say one is superior to the other glory to god Watch me, watch me. So where does, now let's now go to this question of God, but God said in chapter 2, verse 18 and verse 20, said oh, it is not good that man should live, should be alone. Hmm? I will make a what? A help that is meet for him. Glory to God. And now listen, listen, see. What, when God said that, what was the next thing he did? What was the next thing he did? The next thing he did was to bring animals. Can you? <laughs> he said, I'm going to make a help. It's not good that man should be alone. But I'm going to make a help meet for him. And then the next thing God would do would was what? 
Ah, was it what? He formed, he brought animals. Let's go to verse 20. All of you are looking at me, one kind. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, so the Lord formed from the soil every kind of animal and bird, and he brought them to Adam. He said, I want to, listen, no. I want to make a help meet for him. And the next thing is he formed animal and brought them to him. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. And then Adam named all of them. And then, but among all of them, there was no help found for him. As if God was, didn't know what he was doing. And I, and I caused him to sleep, brought rib and formed woman and brought him. And I said, ah, oh, now, amen. That word help, amen, it means to aid, to support. Now, you need to understand that the book of Genesis, especially chapter 1, verse 2, 3, some are literal, some are metaphoric in nature. I say, yeah, why are you marrying a woman? I need the help. Glory to God. How many married women don't need help from their husband? Can I see your hands up? Can I see your hands up? None. So a woman too, does a woman need help? Yes. I thought you had the help. I said I'm going to shake some tables here this morning. Hallelujah. I thought you are supposed to be the help. But the woman also needs, someone says, ah, I, I need a helpmate. You know, I've been created you know, to, to help. To help what? What are you helping? Eh, to help the vision of the man so you don't have vision. Remember, he said, neither, he said, he made them male and female. And he, and he told both of them to do what? To govern the earth. So, 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 if you are not married now, you don't have a vision. If you are not, if you are, not, if you are a single lady, you don't have a vision. You don't have a, you don't have a goal. It's your goal to serve a man all the days of your life. How about if you don't, if you never marry? So, which means you will not fulfill any purpose. No vision. Says, well, you know, that's the reason why <laughs> that's the reason why God, you know, God create, made man to walk and brought the woman to help the man to walk. So, woman is not meant to walk. Let's think. Let's think. Let's think. And the lack of understanding of some of these things is what makes men to be insecure when a woman seems to be doing very well. That word help means 21 times mentioned in the scriptures. Apart from Genesis 2, 18 and 20, where within the same context mentioned, all the other times mentioned in, uh, in the scriptures, right? They all referred to God. They all referred to who? God. 
If you have a good concordance, go and check. We don't have the time. We would have gone through all of them. Every one of them. Amen. Glory to God. So within the marriage context, if the man needs help, the woman too also needs help. So God probably couldn't have been talking about the woman in that place. A help to do what we can't do. Are there men that are carrying visions and are not married and they are bringing out their visions and fulfilling their visions? Answer me. Are there women doing the same? So you don't just do, do, say, I'm marrying so that I can help him to fulfill his vision. That's not all there is to marriage. I dare say, Jesus was the one that God was talking about there. He's the only one that is our helper, right? That can do what no, no man else can do. God brought animals, hallelujah, to show us that through the sacrifice of animals, you can't get the help that you need. And then when he brings forth a woman, he did not say you are bone. He didn't say you are my help. He said you are bone of my bone. You are flesh of my flesh. You are now one that I can fellowship with. Both of us are on the same pedestal, on the same plane. We can communicate with each other. I I can understand you, you can understand me. So, in that Genesis chapter 2, he put in, because there is no other place, right, in the scriptures, where chapter, where chapter 2, Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, right, was ever mentioned again in relation to, to man and woman. Last night I was asking my wife that, please, can you give me a scripture that says any other place in the scripture where it says the woman should help the man. Marry to help the man. Where else? In First Corinthians chapter 7, it says, marry your wife. It didn't say marry your helper. And wife does not mean helper. Does that mean that wife should not help? Better help. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we are to help each other. Remember, we are brothers and sisters. So within the love relationship, we help one another. But the only help that we need that can do what that can that can do what what nobody else can do. We already have him in Jesus. Remember, Jesus said, I'm going to send another helper. So we need that Jesus himself what was our number one helper as our savior. God was, knew that man was going to fall. So he said, man, it's, not da it's dangerous for man to be alone. I've got to make a helper for him. Because this man, eh, from what I'm seeing, this man, he will mess up. And he indeed messed up. The Bible says Jesus is a lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. 
So God, 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 God had always made the Jesus alternative for us. Hallelujah. No says, without my wife, I, I don't have any alternative. You have. So don't make your wife God. She can't take the place of God. She needs as much help as you need. And within the context of marriage, help one another. Glory to God. Am I clear this morning? I hear the ladies more. Okay, so, 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 so in the sense, <coughs> God gives vision to people, both male and female. One says, well, I, 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 I need a helper in my house so that to help me to take care of my children. Don't the women need a helper to help their to take care of the children? Don't they? Don't they? Yeah, when they need you to change the pampas, won't you? Won't you, uh, you are my, you are the one. I'm just to bring the the life. You just do every other thing. No, hallelujah! Especially in this day and age, praise God. Where wife has to go to work and husband has to go to work. You must help each other. Men say hallelujah. 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 And you know, we, we have some of this funny, funny say, hey, you know, hey, you know, it's not something that is not in my in the make of the man. Says who? Glory to God. Now, within the marriage context, everyone has to fulfill their own role, but we're going to get to that. But we, 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 I, I just want to quickly knock off this thing, if that's the only thing I knock off today. Oh, you know, and that's because of some of these funny ideas, men just leave a lot of things for the women. I'm the head. I'm the head. I'm the head. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. I remember some years ago, you know, a friend of mine that relocated to the UK, to the UK you know, uh, himself and his wife, you know. So I, so I, one day I called him, what are you doing, Oga? I'm washing plates. You are what? You are washing plates. Where? In the kitchen. Something I never remembered him do in while they were in Nigeria. <laughs> I said, oh God, why are you washing plate? Ah, you know, ah, my wife has gone to work. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was said sometimes those was in the early days. Said sometimes you know they they will they will uh, they may, they may not see each other. You know, for 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 days because while he's at work, she's at home. While she's at home, she's uh, he's at work. You know, and they won't meet each other. You know, only on the phone. So reality dawned on him. Here, you cannot do husband like you do it in Nigeria. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, 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 so it means this redefines to us. It, what, it helps us to be able to better understand what headship and submission is. Praise God. Praise God. So, as a man, you know, I say, well, do, you, are, you, know, you are supposed to help my vision. You too, you are also supposed to help your vision. Both of you should carry visions. Glory to God. Glory to God. And marriage, in marriage, you merge them together Right? To be able to bring them out and using uh, your strengths together. 
or else outside of the outside of marriage listen people can still fulfill visions outside of marriage glory to god glory to god so don't count it that count it, count it as a privilege to be a, to be an instrument in that person's that sister's life in that brother's life to be a helper that was what's that phrase in in, in church now uh, helper of destiny uh-huh. praise god glory to god send helpers of destiny to me if you are married there's already one beside you You've been praying for them from abroad. They are right beside you. Glory to God. Amen. So, so it's, it's, it's actually not right for us to just say, oh, I'm married so that you, I'm married to you now, I'm the head, you help my vision. That's been selfish. All of you are what? Brothers and sisters. Male and female created in them, and he gave them, uh, and he births and he gives uh, everyone something uh, to fulfill. Sometimes, uh, in carrying out those visions, uh, some of us may have to lie low while the other what goes higher, and vice versa, and sacrifices have to be made. On both sides. And what will aid that? What will aid that? The love of God. Amen. The love of God. Am I making sense here this morning? First Corinthians chapter 7. Glory to God. First Corinthians chapter 7 gives us some instructions. First uh, Corinthians chapter 7, let's read verse 25. Let's start from verse 25. Now, regarding your question about the young women, Amen. Who are not yet married. I don't have a command from the Lord for them. But the Lord in his mercy has given me wisdom that can be trusted and I will share it with you. He said because, he said, because of the present crisis. Okay? Because of difficult, of troubles. Paul was advising them. He said, this is my advice. He said, because of the present crisis. Okay? I think it is best to remain as you are. If you have a wife, don't seek to end the marriage. If you don't have a wife, don't seek to get married. But if you, have, if you get married, it is not a sin. And if a young woman gets married, it is not a sin. However, those who get married at this time will have what? Troubles. And I'm trying to spare you of those problems. Those who now, so you see, Paul is saying that, hey, remember last week I said that there is grace for everybody, isn't it? That you are married does not make you better. In fact, you inherit more trouble. Because there are troubles in this world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Someone still, someone still called the, call Pastor Dari. Oh, my, my, my. No, someone sent me a text, text message last week. Oh, all the brethren in the Lord, I, I, I need your support. I don't know where the person got my number from. I don't think the person is a member of this church. You know, yeah, maybe it's on radio. Something. You know, God, 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 oh, brethren in the Lord, please help me. I, I have put to bed this serious operation and I need to pay money. Is that not trouble? How many singles have such troubles? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I know the number one reason why many people are not married is not because they don't have someone to marry. It's be, it's be, especially the men. It's because of economic... Uh,
Am I saying the truth? Yes. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When they say, how am I going to take care of this one now? Eh? In fact, the earring alone is more than my eyes, my the salary. <laughs> I remember I wanted to, somebody I was looking at to, hey, to get married to so many years ago before I got married. By the time I, remember, I visited the house, Reverend said I should take him to, his, to the person. I do, Reverend called after the meeting. Praise God. You know, I had to borrow shoe to go to, for the person, to the person's house. Reverend also called me, he said, Pastor Paul. Pastor Paul. <laughs> If you don't want to be doing high jump, <laughs> you better find your level. <laughs> he knew how much salary was giving me at that time. Five thousand was it? Five thousand or twelve thousand naira salary? Just twelve thousand. He said high jump. So just. I and and I maintained. I just, I just, I just. Is it is it backslide? <laughs> Hallelujah. Unless I add to trouble. But let me say this, dear brothers, the time remains very short. What 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 is Paul trying to say here? He's trying to let us know that come. As a married person. There is no, it's not that someone says, well, I'm better advantage married. You're not. As a single, don't see yourself as inferior. Praise God. Let's read on. He said, I want you to, let me say this, dear brothers and sisters, the time, okay, verse 32. I want you to be free from the concerns of this life. An unmarried man can spend his time doing the Lord's work and thinking how to please him. A married man has to think about his earthly responsibilities and how to please his wife. His interests are divided. In the same way, a woman who is no longer married or, or has never been married can be devoted to the Lord and holy in body and spirit. But a married man has to think, a married woman has to think about her earthly responsibilities and how to please her husband. I am saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best, but with a few distractions as possible. So these are grave things that we've got to think about. Don't just say, oh, oh uh, he's doing me gis, 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 gis. Therefore, I must marry. It comes with responsibilities. But then that doesn't mean that you should be afraid of getting married. Hallelujah. They say that when a 90-year-old person that doesn't have teeth, you know, I mean, I mean, the person who wants to, is you, is you close his mouth, Rabbi, you know, uh, when he wants to laugh. Yeah, you're already 19, so you're qualified to have no teeth. So just laugh. When you are qualified, I mean, you do it. Hallelujah. But you see, Paul is saying that, hey, guys, I want you to serve the Lord. In other words, God will give you visions. When you're married, you can carry out your visions better. Praise the Lord. One said, no, I need a man to carry out my vision. I need a woman to carry out my vision. Oh, come on, you don't. Did you hear what I said? Glory to God. So, let's close with this. Why then, where then is the place of headship and submission? I've answered the question about what it means to be a helpmate. Abi, praise God that all of us are supposed to do what? Help one another. Thank God they taught us ministry was help yesterday to support, to aid, right? To, to help, to make things easier. There is no lady here that wouldn't want a man that will help make things easier. Isn't it? Ah! So all of us have been called to the ministry of helps. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. So within the context of marriage, right, you have what is called the ministry of helps. 
Okay. Now, so where then, if all of us were supposed to help one another, and we are, one brother, we are brothers and sisters, we are all the same in, in Christ Jesus, there is neither male nor female, nah, 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 nah. then why, where, why, where is the place of headship? Where is the place of submission? Hallelujah. Oh, it has a place. Tell your neighbor it has a place. Ladies, shout Hallelujah. Amen. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 11. We've got to understand it. We've got to understand it. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. From verse 1. I am so glad that you, you always keep me in your thoughts. And that you are following the teachings I passed on to, on to you. But there is one thing I want you to know. The head of every man is Christ. The head of a woman is man. And the head of Christ is God. Amen. No, now, so some people stop there. They say, yes, the head of the man is Christ. The head of the woman is man. So, Sister Dukwe, I'm your head. Hallelujah. Now you've got to understand that that here he's talking within the context of marriage. It doesn't mean that every brother is the head of every sister. Hallelujah. Majesty's brother kind is the head of my wife. Look, I'll cut off your head. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. A man dishonors his head if he covers his head while praying or prophesying. But a woman dishonors her head if she prays for if she prays or prophesies without covering her head. For this is the same as shaving her head. Yes, if she refuses to wear a head covering, she should cut off all her hair. But since it is shameful for a woman to have her hair cut, question, question. Is uh, Sister IJ has cut her hair? Is it shameful? Answer me. Is it Does it look shameful? Answer me. Does, she, does it look shameful? Somebody will even be, may even be looking at her in the eyes. Is that sister free? I like the way she's cutting her hair. She's free. Just to let you know. Hallelujah. So, so someone says, eh, but, that, but the Bible says that it is shameful for the woman. But she has cut her hair now. How many of you are looking at her? Is she shameful? So, which means that you need to understand the contexts. Within certain cultures, certain things are shameful. Now, you know the Indian culture, at least yeah, many of us, they have, they've sold it to us now, they are selling it to us, you know, through Z-World. You know, the, the Indian, within the Indian culture, when they, the, the women, when they, they dress, they, you know, you see this lower part of their, of their body, Abby, you know, you know, they just tie it and you see the lower part of it. You know, but within your, your culture, which, within, which culture should I use now? <laughs> you know, it's just, it's not, a number of African cultures, you know, you, you know it looks, it, it's, it doesn't look proper for a woman, you know, to. To have this part of her body. Imagine, you know, I mean, women come to church now and you just have this, you just you have everything else, you know, this is just, ah, ah, this is indecent dressing. So you see that a number of, the, some of these comments are actually contextual within cultures. So, within the culture that was prevalent at that time, right, it was, it, was, it was shameful for a married woman, right, to cover, I mean, to leave her hair open. 
because the covering of their hand, right, was a sign of authority. Let's read on. Let's read on. Let's read on. So, so he said, if she, she should wear a covering, okay? Verse 7, a man should, should not wear anything on his head when worshiping. For man is made in God's image. Now, these are their reasons. This is not God saying this is it. When God made Adam, amen, God did not say, oh, uh, 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 because you are, you, are, you, are, you are in my image, you should, uh, you should not, not put anything on your head. You never, after all, God was one that made him and he saw that thing now. Hallelujah. Praise God. He said, he said, he said for, for, for a, a, a man, these were the reasons that they were giving for all those, their practices. And Paul was, uh, was talking about those reasons. He said, a man should not wear anything on his head when worshipping, for a man is made in God's image and reflects God's glory. Now, question. Amen. If that person is a pilot, amen. Or, or, well, no, no, or, or maybe he's a soldier. Or he has to do a job where he has to put um, akoto, you know, cover his head. You know, helmet, thank you very much, on his head. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, now, and he needs to pray at that time. Like the kind of prayer Peter prayed. You know, Peter didn't have to think whether, I, when he was sinking, he, was like, he, he couldn't have thought, am I doing it right? Am I, am I, am I following the, 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 way, the, the right way to pray? He just said, Jesus, help me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. He said, so he said, he said, uh, a woman reflects the glory. And he said, ah, he said, uh, and woman reflects man's glory. This was their thinking. This is not God saying it. Hallelujah. The glory of Pastor Dari is Sister Lokpeye. Amen. Who is the glory of Cain Day? Do, 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 do you get what I'm saying now? She's still in the making. For the first man, listen, for the first man did not come from woman. But the first woman came from man. They are telling you the reasons why, you know, he, he, uh, 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 they practice these things. Yes, you should cover your head because after all, you know, the, the, the first woman came from man. But look at Paul's argument. And man was not made for woman. You see, the, you see, you see why they've been shutting down women for many, many years. He said man was not made for woman. And, but woman was made for man. Praise the Lord. Is man made? Did, is that correct? Read on. For this reason, and because the angels are watching, a woman should wear a covering on her head. What concerns angels? Who are angels? Hebrews tells us angels are what? They are servants. So, what concerns the servants? If you cover your hair, you don't cover your head. But those days, they believed angels were like God. They, put, they related to them in the class of God. Until Jesus came and busted their bubbles. Amen. Hallelujah. Hey, to respect angels. Therefore, hey, cover your angels. Okay, how about when you are sleeping? Are there no angels? Inside your bathroom when you are taking your bath? Are there no angels? Because the angels of God encompass those that fear him. So is it that you don't fear God inside the bathroom? When you're not... <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory. He said, he said, she'll wear a covering on her head to show she's under authority. To do what? To show she's what? Under. So who is she talking about? Is he talking about every woman? No, he's talking about the married woman. So those practices were to show, to, they were the sign to them that yes, this woman is married. Under the authority of a man. Now, question. 
What has that got to? I mean, in our own culture, I mean, in that, this day and age now, it's this covering of the hair. It means that you are under my authority. What does that mean? I am you don't cover head. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Eh? You say, ring to show that you understand. Who said it? God or the culture of man? So that you are wearing ring does not mean that you are under my authority. If you, uh, the, so submission, therefore, is not a function of what? All, all those, right? Where they? Submission is what? It's of the heart. Now, let's see what Paul now says. I said, you know, today I was going to do a lot of Bible. You know, let's read on. Verse 11. But among the Lord's people, women are not independent of men, and men are not independent of women. Now, look at this. For although the first woman came from man, all men that have been born, <laughs> bust some people's bubbles here. All men have been born from women ever since. They said, if, they said the first man, they didn't say you. You, you were born by a woman. Like they would say it in Yoruba, Mutajesie Lori. There was something on TikTok, one man that was trying to say that uh, he's, uh, you know, if you want to slap, I mean, if you want, if your mother wants to slap or something, ah, I've forgotten that, you know, he said, how to defend yourself if your mother wants to slap you, you know, so himself and his brother, were, they, were, they were demonstrating it, so the mother said, eh, okay, well, yeah, come and try it with me now. Come and defend yourself. He said, when he was doing with his brother, he, carried, he, he, he took the brother's arm and carried the mother and slammed the mother down. And slammed the brother down. So the mother so he said, eh, okay, come and try it with me now. Before he even stretched his hand, he gave her his lap. <laughs> I'm your mother. <laughs> You're under my authority. Hallelujah. You see? So Paul is saying that, come, and everything comes from God. It therefore should make us to redefine what, to rethink or rejig what headship and submission is. We are, Paul is just, he keeps reiterating the fact that come, we are brethren in Christ Jesus. So don't lord it, we, we have no right whatsoever to lord it over ourselves. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because uh, if you say you are, you are, you are the helper, uh, me too, I'm also a helper. If you say you are the, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are close, you are the priest. You know, you know some of those, some, I'm going to talk about some of those, those things. Oh, you are the priest of the home. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If the woman does not take the, if the, the Bible says all of us, he has made us what? Kings and priests unto our God. Is there headship? Yes. We'll come to, we'll come to that next week. Is there submission? Yes. But you see, we've got to get this thing off our heads. Praise God. That, oh, as a man, therefore, my, well, I, I, I'm the head. I'm the head. I'm the head. You are the... Glory to God. Headship does not mean that she's under your foot. Glory to God. So he says, Paul now says, Peter says, both of you have got to consider yourselves as a heirs together of the grace of this life. So he concludes, and we are going to pick up from there next week. Chapter 5, Ephesians, verse 21. 
reading from the Living Bible Translation. Living, this Living Translation, give me, give it to me, please. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Okay. Let's read together. And further, is that, is that a living translation? New, NLT, NLT, yes. And further, you will submit. Who? Who is he referring to? Is he talking to men alone? No. He was talking about, he, from, if you read from, the, from verse 17, he said, don't be drunk with wine, wine is excess, but be filled with the spirit, right? Speaking to yourselves in songs and spiritual songs. Make a melody in your house to the Lord, you know? And he also tells us uh, that we should do what? We should give thanks, uh, right? Uh, we should give thanks. And then the next thing, he now tells us uh, that, well, they are talking about spirit-filled life. He says we should all what? Submit one to another. All of us to submit one to another. All of us who submits to one another. All of us. All of us. So you see that Paul is placing a lot of emphasis on that brother-sister relationship. There is neither male nor female. You know, we are all one in Christ. So, and that is the reason why the love law is what will govern us uh, even within the context of marriage uh, and outside the context of marriage. Uh, the law of the new nature, the new of the new creation is the law of love. Uh, so we we'll ask ourselves uh, in this situation, uh, what will love do? So he says, uh, where does submission start from? The, all of us, uh, we, uh, submission starts from all of us uh, submitting to one another. And then the very next verse, look at it, the very next verse. When, uh, yo, uh, no, 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 no. I don't think that's living, that, that's, that's the one I'm looking for. Uh, let me look for it, let me look for it. Where are you, where are you? Uh, Ephesians, Ephesians, chapter, chapter five. I want to bring out something here. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. He said, and Father, submit to one another or out of reverence for Christ. Uh, next verse. He said, for wives, this means. So, in other words, he's going to start defining to us within the marriage context, what does submitting to one another mean? For wives, this is what it means. And we're going to look at it from next week. Then he now says uh, in verse 25, for husbands, uh, this, this is what it means. He says for wives, uh, submit, this is what it means. It means uh, submitting to your husband as unto the Lord. And for husbands, uh, it means love your wife. So, so for the husband, uh, Submitting to one another, this is what it means. Husband, love your wife. For the for wife, which is what submitting to one another means. It means to your own, submit to your own husband as unto the Lord. Not as unto culture. Submitting as unto the Lord. Glory to God. Governed by what? The law of love. Praise God. I think I should stop here. Praise God. Did you get something here this morning? Marriages are getting better. Marriages are getting better. Brothers are getting more straightened. Sisters are getting more straightened. We are walking in love towards one another. We are protecting one another. We are submitting to one another. We are getting better and better. Oh, we are helping one another to fulfill each other's visions. Praise God. Glory to God. Don't, as brothers, we have received of the Lord so we can share with one another. As sisters, we, can, we, we have received of the Lord. We can share with one another. First, see, who is your wife? He said, this is my wife. She is first your sister. Who is your husband? Oh, he's my husband. No, he's first your husband. I'm sorry. He's first your brother. So you've got to treat him like a brother. 
You've got to treat her like a sister. You mess up with my sister, glory to God. Pastor Yadi told me, Sir, Pastor Bayo said, I mean, one sister, we brought a brother to him. He said, he looked at that brother. This guy, the guy was looking one kind. He told her, he told, he told the guy, this my this sister, if I, 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 I hold a black belt in karate, in case you mess up, I come and beat you up. Touching my sister. All of us are brethren in the Lord. Hold that person's hand beside you. Let's just hold our hands across, across, you know. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just go ahead and pray for that person. Pray for that sister. Pray for that brother. Precious saints. Precious saints. Precious, 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 precious saints. Precious saints. Precious saints. Even if that person is your spouse, come on, come on. You, 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 don't pray for him or her as a spouse now. Pray for him or her uh, 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 as a precious saints. Precious saints. Precious saints. Precious saints. One that deserves, that deserves to be happy. One that deserves uh, to be successful. One, one that deserves uh, good relationships. One that deserves to be treated right. One that deserves to be treated well. Precious. Irrespective of his class. Irrespective of her class. Irrespective of, of his or her educational qualifications or background. Irrespective of his or her social status. He's a brother. She's a sister. Said all of you must treat each other. Treat each other. As brothers and sisters. If the person is married, pray for that person's marriage. Come on. Go ahead. Go ahead. If you are single, don't, don't, go ahead and pray for that your sister or that your brother whom you are holding who is married. Come on. Come on. Don't feel inferior. There's nothing inferior about you. Nothing inferior about you. Nothing inferior about you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for, for your word. Your word is straightening us out. Yeah. Yeah, the love, the love of God is ruling in our hearts. Bible says, says, let the love of God rule in your hearts. Let it rule in your hearts. Let it rule in your hearts. Rule in our hearts. We're treating each other right. We're treating each other well. Within the marital context and outside of it. Thank you Lord Jesus. We don't lose sight of the fact that we are brethren. Just because we are married. Thank you. We don't dominate. Nothing gives us a right to dominate one another. Nothing. 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 Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We give you all the glory and praise. Thank you for establishing us in this righteousness. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's package our offerings this morning. I just want to encourage us um, this morning.